1 Thessalonians chapter number 5, 1 Thessalonians chapter number 5, if, you, if you're a student of the Bible, you know that to the church of Thessalonica, Paul dealt with, um, he dealt with the second coming, dealt with the second coming. Well, there ain't no First Thessalonians 5. <laughs> there we go. There ain't no Second Thessalonians 5. Now there's First Thessalonians 5. We'll get, it, we'll get together here in just a minute. I couldn't find it. I thought, what in the world? I was in Second Thessalonians. They say, boy, I've messed up bad. He's dealing with the church at Thessalonica. He's dealing with the second coming. A lot of our doctrine about the second coming of the Lord comes from Paul's letter to the Thessalonians. And toward the end of 1 Thessalonians here, he just begins to give some bullet points. He says, in other words, he says, in view of the second coming of the Lord, there's some things y'all be striving to do. Now, I believe the Lord is soon coming. I believe that. And uh, I know this, we're a day closer today than we were yesterday. And uh, so this is even more pertinent today. Verse 16, he said, uh, rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Let's pray together. Father, we ask, Lord, that you touch and help us, Father, the service tonight. Uh, Lord, uh, I pray, God, that you just uh, give us some liberty tonight, Lord, and help us to preach the Word of God. And I pray that you touch hearts, Lord, that you deal with hearts. Do that now as only you can, and we'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. We ask these things, Jesus, but we pray. Amen and amen. I want us to think about these verses right here. Rejoice evermore. And uh, pray without ceasing. And then Paul said, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God Christ Jesus concerning you. I want to talk to you just a little bit tonight on the sin of complaining. Uh, the sin of complaining. And uh, it's a little uh, stuffy in here tonight. And so it's a good time to deal with something like this. Amen. I'm glad I didn't have something I thought was counting on y'all running and shouting because I'm pretty sure that ain't happening tonight. Uh, so it'll be good to deal with this. It's a problem that all of us, uh, uh, that all of us encounter uh, this time of year. I'm wondering how many of us today on a hot, muggy day complained about the weather. Hey, man, that's a common thing. Boy, it's hot outside, ain't it? Well, you can say, I hate this hot weather. I'll be glad when it gets wintertime. When it's wintertime, people say, boy, I'm freezing. I'll be glad when it warms up. And uh, ain't nobody never satisfied with anything. And so uh, it's a con constant complaint. And if you're not careful, uh, you get to where you live a life of complaint. Everything you do is a complaint. And uh, according to David Gibbs, now I don't know where he got this, but David Gibbs says that you commit 32 separate sins every time you complain. And that complaining is a sin as a matter of fact. I believe it's probably the sin that we are all most guilty of committing is the sin 
of complaining. And I'm going to tell you tonight why I believe that the Scripture teaches us that it is a sin. Uh, but before we get into that, I want to deal with the complaint itself. Now, uh, when it comes to complaining, I'm going to take the word gripe, G-R-I-P-E, gripe. And I'm going to take that as an acronym. There's five reasons that psychologists have come up with why we complain. And I, let me just give them to you real quick, and then I'm going to make real quick spiritual application, and then you can go outside and sweat. Amen. Uh, but we're talking just a little bit about uh, these five reasons why people complain. Why do people do it? And I mean, nobody has ever bragged on your complaining skills. So uh, it's not that people like it. Nobody likes to be around to complain. Nobody's ever come to you and said, hey, uh, that complaint you made up there earlier, boy, that was great. That thing, that really blessed my heart. That's a, that was the best complaint I ever heard in my life. There's never been a boss set you down across the desk and said, going to give you a raise, and I want you to know it's because of that great complaining you've been doing. Keep up the good work. You're the best complainer in the building. Nobody's ever said, keep up the complaining. Good job complaining. We enjoy hearing you complain. No. And yet we all do it. Gripe. Let me give you this real quick. We, we complain, first of all, to get attention. Get attention. You know, people want attention even if it's negative attention. They want to be the center of, they want to be the center of everything. Just nod your little Baptist head up and down. And a lot of times, the only way we can be the center of attention is to complain about something. You ever met somebody? How's your day going? Well, I've had better days. I tell you right now, today has been one more of a day. Well, I could be better. I, I'm not doing very well. I'm just barely going. I sure am tired. See, that's complaining. But it draws the attention to your day and how things are going in your life and how hard you're working and how bad you've got it. And that's probably the number one reason why people complain is because they want to be the center of attention. Am I right? So the word gripe, that G in gripe, is to get attention. People want to be want, want that attention, even if it's negative attention. And this negative attention grabbing. You know what it does? It literally sucks the life out of everybody else around you. It's a, it's, a neg it's a very toxic personality trait when you feel like you've got to complain all the time. You can take one complaining employee and ruin five good employees by putting them in the room with a complaining employee because what it does is it sucks the life out of everybody else. Everybody else can be satisfied with what's happening at church. You can take one disgruntled church, me disgruntled church member uh, and before you know it, there's a, a cancer growing in the church uh, where somebody's complaining and it's beginning to grow and beginning to grow and beginning to grow and a lot of that starts because we want attention it's to grab attention to ourselves oh you think you've had a bad day oh let me tell you about my day you think things are bad in your life oh let me some of y'all nodding your head because you're like I know people like that and then some of y'all like oh, oh, oh boy that's me Woo! that's me that's me huh let me tell you, how many of y'all ever worked with an old negative Nelly? 
I mean, son, by the end of the day, you felt like you just couldn't go anymore. I mean, they, they had drugged the life out of you. I mean, so much negativity. You just didn't feel like you could make it anymore. A lot of that is to grab attention. So the G in the word gripe is to grab attention. The R in the word uh, gripe is to remove responsibility. Some people complain to get themselves off the hook. In other words, before they ever try a new job or before they ever do anything, they're already complaining about it. Isn't it something people will work, go get a degree, they'll work and apply for a job, they'll smooth the boss, they'll do all they, th- they, all they can possibly do to get it, and then they'll spend the next 30 years complaining about the job that they worked so hard to get. And a lot of it is to remove responsibility. We know that we're not going to do a good job, and so we immediately begin to make an excuse by griping about, well, I, I don't think I can do very good at this because this is wrong, and that's wrong, and I've got a sorry boss and a bad leader, and I'm behind the eight ball to start with. And so you start complaining. Sometimes it's to inspire envy. This is one of the strangest kind of complaints there is. It's the reverse brag. It goes something like this. Somebody can say, well, uh, look, old so-and-so's late again. Look, Jason's late again. (laughs) And you know what that does? They're really not pointing out that Jason's late. What you're doing is pointing out how on time you are. It's a reverse brag. Or maybe I've heard preachers do this one. Oh, I've just got so many meetings to preach. I'm just wore out. I don't know how I'm going to preach all these meetings and do all this that the Lord's got me doing. I'm just killed. You know what that is? It sounds like complaining, but really what it is is bragging. Huh? I've got such a a good job. The problem with having a real good job like this is everybody's jealous of you. And everybody's just so jealous of me. That sounds like complaining, but you know what it is? It's bragging. My, the problem with having such a beautiful wife is she takes so long to get ready in the evenings. That sounds like a complaint, but what is it? It's a brag. And so some people reverse complain. They complain about things in order to inspire others to be envious of them. I think about how that some people gripe or complain to have power. That is, they want to gather other people to them. They want to complain about the boss. They want to complain about troubles at work. And their whole object is to grab, a, a, grab a, a gravitate people toward them and to get power. Or some other times they would gripe to excuse a poor performance. All of these reasons for complaining, but it all boils down to the same thing. You're not willing to take a responsibility for your life. So you'd rather complain about everything. I knew it'd be quiet in here tonight because I'm preaching on something that everybody in here is guilty of. I want to give you three real quick spiritual applications dealing with complaining. And I hope that it'll be a help to us tonight. Number one, when we complain... What we do is we set the mood. We set the mood. What do you mean, preacher? Well, you get up tomorrow morning and it's raining outside. What do you say? Oh, good grief, it's raining. That means I'm going to have to drive to work in the rain. I'm going to have to hunt the umbrella. 
I hate rain. Why did it have to rain? I don't like rain. So the rest of your day is based on the fact that you hate rain. And things start becoming a self-fulfilling prophecy for you. Suddenly you hate the guy in front of you at the line at Hardy's. You hate the guy you work with. All the things begin to go down, down. You see, when you complain, it starts dragging your own life down. A lot of y'all's problems is because you start every day belly aching and complaining. I read a book. God deals with complaint-free world. Here's what he says. He says, put a band on. You can be a rubber band. Put it on your right wrist. And every time you complain during the day, take it off and put it on your other wrist. Every time you say a complaint, move it to the other wrist. And he said, what you need to do is get to where you can go a whole day without taking it off and putting it on the other side. You've went a whole day complaining. Then two days and three days. And his object is to try to get everybody to go 21 days without complaining. He said, if you can go 21 days without complaining, then you've got a habit going that you can keep going. You'll be a more positive person. You'll start looking at things differently. Life will seem better for you. And you can break the rut of being a constant complainer and drawing drama to yourself and trying to always get attention by always complaining. You see what it does when you complain is it sets your mood. Paul said, Paul said, in everything, give thanks. Now, let's just be honest. That's easy preaching, but hard living. Right? Hard living. Now, Paul didn't say to give thanks for everything, but in everything, give thanks. So there's something, Brother Billy, that we can find to be thankful for regardless of the situation that we're in. No matter how bad things may be, there needs to be a, a hint of thankfulness in the, inside the heart of every Christian. You say, well, preacher, my life ain't much. Listen, you're alive, you're free, you're breathing air, you're saved by the grace of God. You're on your way to heaven when you die. Hey, calm down, don't get too excited. You don't have to die and go to hell. I, there's enough for us to be thankful for every single day. But a lot of you, you wake up mad to wake up. I got to get up. Complain, gripe, fuss, complain, 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 complain. You're mad about everything that happens. And then what happens? Your life just becomes one big miserable complaint. So the first thing is it sets the mood. But then the second thing is it sends against the master what do you mean preacher well we're commanded here and everything to give thanks you know why because God's been good to us I said God has been good to us and when we complain what we're saying is God ain't been good enough to me that's what we're saying when we complain, we say, we've got it worse. We deserve better. Uh, when we complain, what we're saying is the Lord's not taking care of us uh, uh, the way that he should. Uh, when we complain, we're saying uh, God's not seeing to us like we should. And that is a sin. It's a sin to complain. How's your day been? Terrible. I'm having a terrible day. Ain't nothing good about everything's wrong. Ain't nothing right. Everything's wrong. You complain, complain, complain. You just as well as to say, God ain't took care of me today. I don't have anything to be thankful for. God's not seeing to me the way I'd like for him to. And you know what that does? 
It doesn't make people go, oh, I like that person. It makes them go, oh, oh, oh. Now, that, you may get attention, and it may get you a little pet and a little pat, and oh, it, you're, uh, we hope things go better for you, we love you, or whatever. But when they walk away, they're going, whew, what a, what a complainer. How do you think that makes the Lord feel? He got you up this morning. He's filled your cupboard with food. He's put gas in your tank. He's put clothes on your back. And then what are you doing complaining about it? If it bothers people around you, think of how it makes the Lord feel. I've been trying this week to be conscious of how often I complain out of my mouth. And I don't, I honestly, I'm not a complainer because I love life. I just do. I enjoy life. I enjoy everything that the Lord's got me doing. I, I just, I guess what it is, it's not that I'm not a complainer. I just ain't got much to complain about because I really live the life I want to live. But my kids will tell you I have a saying, and it's my complaint saying. My complaint saying is that's a bunch of junk. That's what I say. That's a bunch of junk. If I get ill, I say, that's a, that's a bunch of junk. Or if one of y'all make me mad, I say, They're a bunch of, that's a bunch of junk. I, I'll tell you right now, I'm on, that's a bunch of junk. I'm going I'm to get. And so every time something bad happens in our house, one of the kids say, You know what that is, Dad? That's a bunch of junk. I say, You're right. That's a bunch of junk. But when working on that this week, Brother Billy, not say that so much. Huh? To be conscious, Bobby, of how, ti- how many times I say that in a day. That's a bunch of junk. You know what I found myself saying? That's a bunch of... Bless the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You've probably got something you say when you're complaining. That's terrible, or I hate that, or whatever it is. What if we could work on not being so fixated on complaining? It, dis- it disappoints the Lord when we complain. He wants us to be thankful in all things. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Something funny happened right there. And I'm going to do like the teacher. Y'all going to have to make everybody tell us. Don't, don't, don't take off laughing in my congregation. I'll make you stand up and tell the whole congregation. I don't want to know. I take that back. After considering where it came from, we're good. It sets the mood. It sins against the master. Then let me say this. I'm done right here. It stops your momentum. What do you mean, preacher? There's nothing holds you back like failing to be thankful for where you've gotten to. Nothing holds you back. It stops your moment. Hey, listen. When you're always falling behind and all you can do is complain about it, when you complain, basically what you're doing is you're saying, I'm out of control. I can't do anything about this. That's what you're saying. I'm out of control. There's nothing I can do about this. When you complain, it shows that you have no control stops your momentum. You know, it pretty quickly becomes a habit, doesn't it? 
I read about a man this week. His name's Michael, Car- Michael Carmichael. He's an artist. And on January the 1st, 1977, the day I was born, that's what got my attention about it, his son had brought a baseball in there and set it in his art studio. And when he got done with his painting for that day, he took a paintbrush and he painted that baseball blue. The next day when he got done painting, he painted it red. The next day when he got done painting, he painted it yellow. And he painted it for the next 46 years every day, another coat of paint on it. And now it's on display in a museum. It's 14 feet in circumference and weighs almost three tons. And that's coat of paint after coat of paint after coat of paint for 46 years every day, a new coat of paint. Now it's this big and weighs almost three tons. You know what it was? It was just a little bitty thin coat of of paint every day after day after day after day. And it started adding up and adding up and adding up and adding up. Living a life full of complaint is the same exact thing. It just adds up and adds up and adds up and adds up. So can I encourage you to do this? This week, let's try not to complain. Go one day. July the 4th. You're off from work. It ought to be an easy day not to complain. It's going to be hot, but don't complain about the heat. Huh? Joe Biden's going to do something something dumb, but try not to complain about Joe Biden. Just, mm. Think I'm going to have a positive day. I'm going to brag on the Lord. I'm going to live a life of thankfulness because no matter what happens today, I'm saved by the grace of God. I'm on my way to heaven when I die. There's nothing that the devil can do about it. I have no reason to sing a sad song. The fact is everybody complains. I'm going I'm, I'm to leave you this right here. I'll be done. Miriam Webster, he knew a lot of people. But the problem was he couldn't remember them. That makes me feel a little bit better about life. But so what he'd do is everybody he'd meet, they'd say, oh, Mr. Webster, how are you? And he hated to tell them, I don't remember who you are. So here's what he'd say. He'd look at them and he'd say, good to see you too. How's the old complaint? And he said, everybody he ever met would launch into a story. And from that story, he would remember who that person was. And here's what he said, I never met anybody without an old complaint. How true. How true. So this message, we, I told you we weren't going to run and shout or anything like that. But I've had it on my mind now for a little over a week. Some of y'all need to start. You know what I, I preached this morning on consider your ways? Well, I don't want to say some of y'all. Some of us, me included, need to work on a few things like this. Things that, little things. It's the small foxes that spoil the vine. Some little small things that are tearing us down and, and destroying our life. It's not the big sins. It's a lot of little things that are holding us back like being negative complainers all the time. Some of you husbands or wives, one or the other, ought to be hollering amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. It'd be good if we didn't complain so much. Like some of you right now are complaining that I'm preaching too long. 
Y'all stop that. That's not nice. <laughs> Let's stand our feet. Father, thank you, Lord, for helping us to preach tonight. I pray that you'd help us to work on this, Lord, this thing of complaining. It's a sin, and we're guilty of it, all of us guilty of it. I pray, God, that you'd help us to work on it this week, Lord, not to complain so much. But, Lord, just to love you and be thankful for the life that we have. And, Father, for everything that you do, we'll thank you and praise you, honor and glorify you because we love you today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen.